coming to you live. It is the nightcap for our <laughs> live viewers, uh, and hopefully a beginning to a great week for you non-live listeners. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Steve-O, that's at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. And Hot Take Tommy. So on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, you're getting a full dose of Happy Tommy and Heal Steve. So <laughs> we'll also be playing a quick game of uh, Fuck, Mary Kill and get uh, yourself strapped in for Steve's 108 Tourney Thoughts. All of this brought to you by us. So make sure you rate, subscribe, review, not only to our podcast, but also to our brand new YouTube page which people are able to watch us live now. So this is fun. I like engaging with our audience while we're just shooting the shit, Tom, and talking baseball and, you know. Yeah, and apparently you don't like, you like engaging with the audience more than you like engaging with me. You didn't want to come over tonight. No, absolutely not. No, (laughs) hey man, I've had a bit. right? I've had a busy week. You already know this. Life is absolutely crazy right now. Um, we're still prepping our place right now that we're going to be moving into next weekend. And um, you were up until God knows what hour doing grad work. Yep. And and that's not done. So I'm you woke be... up early. No one cares, right? That's what exactly. they always say. That's right. <laughs> Except it's the opposite for me. It's like you stayed up late. No one cares. That's, that's <laughs> the MO of my life. Um, but you know, I, I have no time to tweet about that. That's how I've been lately. So, <laughs> Tommy, you obviously aren't on Twitter unless it's posting videos and pictures of your dog. So, how was your week? <laughs> hey, I, that that is an actual that that question that I asked about my dog today was a real question. Okay, my dog just always looks fucking mad as hell. It's the we eyebrows, just, man. Yeah, it's eyebrows. His, his angry eyebrows. But he like we just come back from like the, a mile walk. A, a, like he had a time in the dog park he was all smiles we get home he sits in my bed he gets in my bed and then looks at me like that like fuck you bitch like, like well he, okay he owns the place, tom come on now. he does yeah you my dog this. owns me that's fair yeah, absolutely it's, it's, it's a rough life over in these streets uh here on the northwest side yeah but uh other than that the only other thing that was really going on in my brain this week is how much i fucking am so happy that baseball's back like i I forgot how addicted to baseball I was. <laughs> it's basically what it was. I, as soon as like news started coming, I was just like trying to talk to people about it. Nobody wants to hear it. Like in this household, I'm like, Kichi, guess what? And she's like, I don't, I don't care. My wife. And then I talked to my sister-in-law and she's like, I don't know she what. She doubly you- doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. She's like, who? What? What is the sport that you're speaking about? So yeah, it's it's good to talk to you, Steve, because otherwise I'm talking to myself. It, it's great. It's great. I think it'd be pretty entertaining to watch you talk to a wall on Twitter, though. I mean, that's what Twitter is for. Though. That's why you need to get on Twitter more. Okay, it's basically like talking to a wall, except people talk back to you uh, through your your screen. See, your that's phone. the thing. I I don't need these thoughts, these shit thoughts in in like in script. It's it's bad. It's bad enough that I'm already putting them out in in these podcast airwaves live as well. It's like it's tough. It's tough. P- people are grateful, Tom, because they know how much smarter they are than we than us. That's <laughs> that's why people tune in yeah, on a regular basis. They're, yeah, like, they're like, I need oh. to hear what these idiots have to say so I can feel better about myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it could be of service in that way. Um, but hey, speaking of people that are smarter than us, um, yes. I actually wanted to bring to you, so this is something that went over on my weekend, right? I listened to the CHGO, not the Chigo, Chigo. podcast, the Chigo White Sox podcast, we'll call it here, <laughs> but it is technically called the CHGO. They invited Cherizion, uh, and it was actually a great freaking listen. Um, don't leave to go listen to it now. Wait till we're done and yeah then, after then, this. Then, i promise we won't be any more than like another 50 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. It's just it's gonna be a quick hour of your life it's fine um but uh he, he trees he's on his geo and he was railing against my guy rick han uh yes. and as many people have been on yeah, oh no Twitter Every, as well. everyone's pissed everyone's mad at at my hero uh which is which has been tough i'll admit but he he actually brought up some really good points, which is, again, to, back to him being smarter than us, than me specifically. He, he was talking about, and a lot of people, you pointed out as well, a lot of people are talking about it. There, it. It's not about the money not being spent anymore. 
already. The money has been spent. We're, we're top five payrolls in baseball. Actually, didn't the Phillies just sign Castellanos? Because that, I think they jumped that us, way. leapfrogged us. I right. think we're top six in baseball, whatever. Top six payrolls in baseball, still going to be top 10, whatever. So it's, it's not that they've been in a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, it's, yeah. They, it feels they good. Been, they haven't been in the top 10 since 20, I want to say 2016, 2015. But which we were good, but we were spending a lot. So, yeah, spending yeah, a lot, so not in the right ways. It feels good to be having money thrown around. I'll admit, like, I For like sure. that. But the thing that people are complaining about now is, again, not that the money's not being spent, but how it's being spent. So there's like all the people that are tweeting like, oh, look at all this money sucked up in the bullpen. Like these three guys alone between Graveman and Kimbrell and Hendricks, you could buy like two right fielders with that shit. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe. But also, anyway, so so Treasy's going on all about this and that shit. And I'm like, ah, I'll listen to it, but I don't love where you're going with this. And then he says the thing that really really kind of got me hooked on. And and this is what I actually, even I, even I, the Hanbot I am, am a little upset about this with him. And and, and he basically just misread the market, Han did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, why the fuck did you pick up Kimbrough's option? Like, I thought, I thought for damn sure he had somebody like lined up, ready to take Kimbrough off our books or, or whatever. And I, I was ready for the firm to be gone by Christmas, right? Obviously, you know, there was a lockout. I don't know if you guys heard. Yeah. But and and rumor has it that Philadelphia was the big suitor. Um, and that there was a deal on the table and Rick was just kind of meh about it, you know, and, and it would have been a fair deal. We we don't know what exactly the details were of that. Maybe it was Gene Segura. Maybe it was uh, somebody who is down the pipeline for them. Um, but it would have been fair. And, and it's a bummer. No pun intended there, for the White Sox. <laughs> um, and for uh, for a question that's popping in right now. Um, it, it, it's, it sucks that, mis- that the misread of the market just across the board in general right, right. now is not playing well for the White Sox and making Rick Hahn look like a complete idiot. Um, your your bullpen is stacked right now. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, I, don't get me wrong. It's really sexy. Um, and that's where this question pops in here from our guy, Ryan Ferrucci. Um, 815 represent, baby, from back home. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who should be the closer for the White Sox? Um, so, Tom, you want to feel this real quick? Yeah, I, I mean, look, you, you can't take the closer role away from the guy who's won AL reliever of the year, two years consecutively. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't take it out of his hands. Not until, not until he loses it on his own, which I don't intest. I, I don't anticipate him doing so. Like I, I just don't see a team that has Liam Hendricks this year, not having him come out the gates as the, closer like it doesn't it wouldn't make sense to do anything otherwise and i get like kimbrell is dog shit out of the ninth like outside you mean of out the of ninth. Out, yeah yeah yes. not being in a ninth inning situation yeah and <laughs> fuck you Farooch. look at this shit <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly he's already on it second the, greatest closer well, the of all comments. Time. oh you're gonna I mean, take here's the ball thing. out of Liam, the second closer yeah I'm this was, this was always hands. my argument this was always my argument too when they went out and got kimbrell was okay you've got liam Who's always said, I don't care where I pitch. Right. You could pitch me in the seventh, the ninth, the first. I don't care. I just want to get guys out. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, if they can't shed Kimbrel, that might be a viable option. I don't see why it's not. Kimbrel in the ninth? Yeah. Unless he's complete dog shit there. Fam, I swear to God, I would rather have I would rather have Graveman in the ninth. No, you no, you don't. Yes, no, you yes. don't. I, what do you mean? I, Kendall I, Graveman I, yes. was, and here's the thing with Kendall Graveman too. He was really good last year. Don't get me wrong. That, but the most he recent games he's he pitched did it you mean? in a con, he did it in a contract year, right? When you look at his numbers across <laughs> the board, he's he's a decent reliever, but he's not he's not 
Kimbrel. He's not Hendricks. Um, and I honestly, I'm, I'm, I think Ferrucci here brings up a really interesting point that it might be worth a shot, despite the bad taste of Craig Kimbrel that White Sox fans have in their mouth, to think about him being the closing guy and watching Liam just absolutely rip people apart in the earlier innings. By earlier, I mean like six, seven, eight. Look, you just got to ride the wave. Like that's what you do with relievers, right? You take the hottest guy and you use him in the most important innings. Like that that's just what you do. So like the most recent shit that Kimbrel's done has been bad. That you're not riding a wave with him. You're like riding him down a goddamn hill. Like <laughs> that it's not that's not I Some just, guys, I, I'm not going to be on board. I, th- right. That's it. I'm just not going to be on board with putting him in the ninth inning right now. Like, sue me, sue me. Maybe he is the second greatest reliever of all time. I don't care. Like, I, he's not. I understand this that. year. He's not. Like, second best, arguably the second best closer of all time is what the argument was. But and whatever. here's here's the thing, Tom. I I understand that. I understand why you feel this way because <laughs> we as White Sox fans have. We've been fed the narrative, too, that especially with Liam, for example, whoever it is, whoever it is, if they can pitch well, they should be able to pitch well wherever. So that's the argument with Kimbrell, right? If Kimbrell's really that good, it shouldn't matter matter whether he's pitching in the eighth or in the seventh or in the ninth. He should still be able to pitch well. But let's let's rewind back to a conversation that we had with uh, Andrew Perez, uh, minor league relief pitcher with the White Sox. And what did he say about relief pitching in particular, Tom? That it's very what? Volatile. Volatile, and it's up here, right? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. super Sorry. mental. It's super – like he's like, you've got to be a little crazy to be a relief pitcher. Um, you've got to like – and there are certain things, there are certain situations that you are just better in. And that's, I think, the argument for Craig Kimbrell. And and I'm like I said, my hot take of the year, Tom. You already know this. Craig Kimbrell, Rollades Relief Man of the Year for the no, AL it's in just, a White Sox uniform. I, I'm you're, praying. You're high for that, bro. You're high for that. And well, anyway, the the po- the point of this is right that that Han misread the market. Han was like, we were gonna have a bunch of <laughs> fuck you, Farouche again in the comments with the Cody Cody Hoyer, Cody Hoyer. love it. Yeah, dude, we miss him. I, we get it. No, you we don't get it. Oh yeah, he he got. Didn't he get like? <laughs> yeah, he was John not good. Last offseason. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and he's <laughs> yeah, he's not good. Not in a good spot right now. <sighs> but anyway, like the the point is that. Han misread the market. He thought he was going to have suitors out the wazoo for for Kimbrel, and and he just doesn't. And it doesn't make sense if you had two guys that you were going to have an option for, a not like a choice to pick up options on. It was Kimbrel and, and Cesar Hernandez, right? And I know that we also have a bad taste in our mouths as Sox fans with Cesar Hernandez. He literally mm-hmm. shat the bed in the second half of the season. But it's like we didn't. I like Josh Harrison. I'm happy that we have him. Like, don't get me wrong. I actually am excited about that signing. We'll get into that. But it's not that much of an improvement. It's not like you got, I don't know, like the second base is really thin in the MLB in any, in, in, in general. But it's like, what what's the difference? Like, I, I like he's he's a he's historically no. got a good glove, just like Cesar Hernandez did. And he historically both of the both guys historically have had a good glove, Steve. And, and Cesar Hernandez, solid glove, yes, for sure. Um, the Josh Harrison thing, it's very inconsistent when you look at his advanced metrics. I was actually looking at him right before we got on. I mean, his his UZR, it's really funny, especially with second. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, keep going. God, you are such an ass. Um, <laughs> when you look at it, like he, in 2019 and 2020, the numbers uh, were were really solid, and then all of a sudden his second base numbers just like took a huge drop off in 2021 from a defensive standpoint. Um, so I'm very curious to see what he looks like defensively mm-hmm. at second base. Um, it also makes me think about why they re-signed Larry Garcia in the first place too. Um, well, I, that, that's what I'm really, that's another reason why I'm really happy about Josh Harrison being around is because now we, now the deal for Leary looks so much better in my eyes because he's not a starting second baseman. He's just he's not a starting anything. But he is 
a damn good utility guy. And he should stay in that role. He flourishes in that role. I I like I think he's one of the top utility guys in the league, full stop. Uh eh. he's, he's <laughs> decent. I mean, I, I mean, yes, he shouldn't start 160 games a year. No. Larry Garcia should never do that. But then again, I don't know if Josh Harrison's that good either. He may have been five years ago, but not now. He's he's definitely not at that same level that he was before. I mean, he, we'll see. I mean, he got MVP we'll votes see. in what year? I think that was like, he was in Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah, point. he's not going to be getting MVP. Nobody's expecting that. Nobody's expecting that. But he had a good right. year last year. Also with that UZR bullshit that you're spouting, I'd be really interested to see how uh, the A's use it, shifting and stuff affected his UZR and, and like his his usage, basically. Uh, if if that makes any difference on on his defensive metrics, because I think it's it's going to be the way that the A's use people is going to be different than the way that like most teams use people out in the out in the field. So anyway, just a thought on that. But I I'm not worried about Josh Harrison's defense. I think we got a lot stronger up the middle in general, just just with that pickup. But yeah. I, I, but it's like Han did. He he basically and you know hindsight's twenty twenty. But that. Qualifying offer just to beat a dead horse. That qualifying offer for Rodon looks real good right now, and and we didn't extend extend it. Just didn't didn't float it at all. So I don't know if it's even really. I still think there's something on the books, Tom, that dude, we don't know about. But you we'll put your fucking see. tinfoil hat on, Steve. Good just, golly, yeah. Just he remember too, the physical in in San Francisco. Clearly. There is also an innings clause in his contract, so just remember that. First so, of all, it's an innings clause. Second of all, <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> nobody says tomato, Steve. Just like nobody says inning. Everybody says. What what, what, what? what do they say? Two of two, two of six in one hand, a dozen in the other. Is that what the <laughs> phrase is? I don't even no. know what the phrase is. Twelve in one hand, a dozen in the other. Whatever. You're close. You're definitely close, but it's not that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay, well, but let's should we talk about the rest of the team? Yes, let's. Let's. Right. I mean, I I've got a few things that I'm excited about like Of course you do. Well, if we just start with the pitch I <laughs> makes me laugh. Um if we start with just the pitching staff, right? We we've got Giolito coming into camp adding 20 pounds of muscle, ready to <laughs> d- d- dude, yeah, do sure. not laugh. Do not laugh about this. There's no way this guy put on 20 pounds of pure muscle in the offseason. Steve, it is reported by the reputable Chicago Sun-Times. This man put on 20 pounds of muscle. This is like you you have to weigh in to get into camp. Like it's not like he didn't have a difference in weight that was clearly <laughs> documented. Like this happened, Steve. He put on 20 pounds of he muscle. Put on this 20 guy. pounds, whether it's all muscle or not. We'll leave that up for debate. Look, Steve, like, okay, Giolito putting on 20 pounds of muscle is going to look a lot different than Steve Smurd putting on 20 pounds. Of, like, but you putting on 20 pounds of muscle, you'd look like a goddamn bowling ball. Like, I'd, you look, don't like, have I'd to... look like a fit Billy Wires. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to throw my 108 tourney opponent under the ball. Yes, exactly. Well, You're going to face up against this guy. So, But look, like, you, you don't have places to put that muscle. The man is 6'6". He has places to put 20 pounds of muscle. Like. This is it's going to be a good look for him is what I'm saying. So I'm excited about it. And and, you know, I'm not sure if you saw the tweet. The velocity was up in spring training, too. He was throwing 96, 97 consistently, not 94, 95, uh, which is what we love to see. Um, So there's the muscle kicking in. I guess you for understanding why I'm excited, Steve. God damn it. And I don't get on board with. I like that. You get me pumped. God, it's so hard to get you excited. I'm not going to be a total negative what do you call negative nancy, nancy. yes but <laughs> you know foot, I'm, I, I identify as a male so it's like a negative <laughs> what's a male name with a and negative nelson negative nelson there we go <laughs> that's not it's not nobody's ever said that that's it's not a saying steve all right let's uh let's continue <laughs> with the rest of the yeah okay so i'm also excited about the the We've talked about it, but the White Sox having a high payroll, top six in baseball. That's great. The money has been spent, hypothetically. I'm excited that Dylan Cease has a mustache that rivals Soxwood and, and Duber and Nick Murawski. Like, it's out here. And 
Okay, it's it's not that great of a mustache. To be, uh, to even Cat said those. it's terrible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take his word for it. Uh, speaking of Ethan Katz, though, we we picked up Vince Velasquez, right? Okay, before That's you go, before about. you go, yeah, exactly. That this is actually a perfect segue right here. Don't let the mustache distract you uh, from the real issues here at, at, at hand. Um, plus, Vinny Duber is is still Al's cheesy beef. I I am oh, still on. on that. So, dude. He runs the Alice Cheesy's, Cheesy's Beef account. I'm I'm sure of it. They've been very quiet, that account. So, Oh, yes. It's because he works for CHGO now. Chico. I, Chico. Um, <laughs> no, Vince Velasquez. I, here's the... D- what? What? <laughs> Why? Why? We signed him for right field, Steve. Well, we needed exactly. a right fielder. There you go. He's a right fielder, right? <laughs> All I can think of is that game in 2019 where he hosed Abreu at home plate in the, I want to say that was the 12th inning. Uh, that game Fucking went to 13, if I'm was. not mistaken. It was either the 11th or 12th inning that happened. And a liner to left field straight to Velasco. He didn't have to. He played on a, like a hop or two. Easy. But he put this thing on a rope. Um, and... Uh, Bray, you got tagged out easy. Um, hey, that cannon's in our bullpen now. I was well. Here, here. Out, outfield options. You know, we always talk about outfield options as White Sox fans. <laughs> Vince Velasquez, man. Um, I here's the deal with Vince Velasquez. I don't think he better not get any significant pitching time. Is where I'm oh, I I hope oh, he'll be okay. He'll be a I long hope, reliever. He's got Hector Santiago written all over him, and I which hope is great. I hope he's at least half of Hector Santiago. <laughs> Dude, Hector Santiago was goaded, and you know it. Um, he also Somebody, had a little help, allegedly. Actually, um, I know who it was. Jordan. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. A little sticky stuff, a little uh, whatever you want on the glove. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> no, uh, regular listener of the podcast, Jordan Miller, likened the Vince Velasquez signing to the Gio Gonzalez training uh, or signing of uh, 2020. Tough. I think that's a little disrespectful to Gio Gonzalez personally, considering Gio Gonzalez is uh, a top 15, if I'm not mistaken, or at least top 20 war pitcher of his decade. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's like, especially of the last decade, if you're taking pitches from the last decade, he's in the conversation. If you're, if you're listing 25 of the top pitchers of that decade, 2010 to 2020, he's in the conversation undoubtedly. So he's again, close. Oh, come on. Top it's, 20, it's crazy 25 to pitchers just that between, decade, just between those there. years, just between right. those years. Exactly. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Um, which is so weird to think about, um, right. especially <laughs> when we he, saw him. He was not you know, good for us. <laughs> grooving 87 mile an hour four seam fastballs. <laughs> not uh, still not as bad as uh, smell baseball. Urban Santana. <laughs> Don't get you gotta you gotta slander all these guys. Like, let's be happy for like five seconds. That <laughs> I think he still follows me on Twitter. Um, he, we'll he, he follows, unfollows, follows on snips, unsnip, snip, unsip, like the, the office. <laughs> it all depends on whether I blasted him on the podcast the week before or not. That's that's what he determines the following on. <laughs> yes. Urban Santana is a regular listener to the Sons of Honarchy. Guaranteed, guaranteed. Um but yeah, I mean, we we've got these new additions, right? And mm. and people are people are excited about it. People are not excited about it. I kind of want to know where you stand on it because we haven't actually had a full honest conversation about. It. Yeah. We got three signees, right? I don't like I said before. I'll, I'll hop right into it. I don't know where Vince Velasquez fits into the situation at oh, all, unless it's to eat innings. L- L- yeah, he- exactly. He's your new Ross Detweiler, Steve. This is I- Ross 2.0. I guess so. Did we need a guy to do that? Especially with how many guys we have in the bullpen? Well, we don't have... It's the whole concept of we we are upgrading or moving, you know... We're moving people out, right? Like into the into the rotation, and and so we need right. him. And, and you got to think like the, at some point they're, they're probably going to be giving the treatment to Crotch Rocket, trying to get him to start take a, a spot start here or there because that's his projection as a well spot start for sure um but luckily i was reading news that kopech's going to be ready to rock and roll and and pitch a full slate this year um i know we've been Which extremely be and we'd be we've been extremely doubtful about that all of white Sox nation has been extremely doubtful about that but hey if he is stretched out and he's ready to go that is going to be key to the white Sox success this year 
Um, I can't hammer that enough. Um, He's so, going to be just as much of a key to this White Sox success as Vince Velasquez. Yes, uh, I agree, Steve. I, I, I couldn't agree with but I'm very, let, I'm, let's who else? we haven't even touched on the other the last guy the probably the guy that most people are most excited about is For Joe sure. Kelly coming most in definitely. here. Um, speaking of players that are from the 2018 World Series winning Red Sox, Joe Kelly and uh, Kimbrel, technically, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kimbrel's role was um, he was there. He was on the team. He got a ring. <laughs> he got a, he got his role yanked from him. Um, yes. So I I, li- I really do like the Joe Kelly signing. Uh, Wait, even with the nerve damage, Steve. Yeah. Where are you on that? I was going to bring that up. I know there's that that nerve damage. Um, he seems to be uh, on his way back. Yeah, just we'll get a massage, see. right? Like it's fine. <laughs> we'll see what that. We'll see what his recovery looks like. Um, yeah. I'm still really excited because his upside is tremendous. Exactly. Um, it's not like you're just signing some random bullpen arm and, and praying that they pan out. Um, this is that's a guy... Vince Velasquez, actually. Correct. Um, <laughs> this is this is a signing that uh, not only fits well into the White Sox bullpen needs, but also fits well into the culture of who the White Sox are as a team. Um, I think he's and once again a non-measurable here, but he's got that attitude, man. And, and mm-hmm. you love that, um, especially with how much energy the bullpen already has with Liam and Craig. Um, it, it's going to be really good. I'm really excited. I'm really hopeful. I'm not expecting him to have some sub two ERA whip below 0.8, some, you know, roll aids relief man of the year kind of stuff. But I'm excited for him to have some really good outings and be a solid part of the bullpen. I, I'm just I'm blown away at how good the bullpen is. Once again, not upset about how the money was spent. Upset about how it was spent. Because ups- wait, wait, say that again. Not upset. Let me rephrase that. Yes, not upset about the, the money, money being, being spent. I am upset about how it was spent because I, I this bullpen is nuts. I it's great, yeah. and you never know who's gonna. And bullpens are volatile, right? You never know who's gonna be good. You never know who's not going to be good, but there's a glaring need on this roster right now. And you're filling it with Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn. You know, you were mentioning options earlier, right? It's good to have options, right? And and I think that's what you're, you have to think about with this right field situation. You could sign a right fielder. You could, you know, you could sign a Michael Conforto, but then you'd only have one guy in right field. Wouldn't you rather have three guys that you could pull on at any time to play right field, Steve three is better than one. Well, that takes us to, uh, are you ready to play our game? Let's do it. So we've got three new additions to this ball club with Joe Kelly, Josh Harrison and Vince Velasquez, right? I want to play fuck, Mary kill because everybody's been doing these like grades for that for the signings and all that shit and it's like okay well let's get to the nitty-gritty who you like who you don't like let's get through it so steve you want to take it take it from the top sure fuck mary kill my first one i am definitely fucking joe kelly okay (laughs) like absolutely like he just seems like a wild child so mm-hmm. definitely going with that one. I'm going to marry Josh Harrison. Wow. Absolutely. Cause I just thought seems... you weren't going to like, okay. Continue. Seems, seems fun. Likes to have a good time. Don't, I know nothing about him as a human being, but he see <laughs> Yes. When we think about him as a baseball person, he's just that, that solid player, right? He's that solid dude. So there's the Mary. Absolutely killing Vince Velasquez. <laughs> Just murder. No explanation needed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I okay. I, I align with you in in the realm of of murder. I, I would definitely kill Vince Velasquez as well. I, I'm I'm more in the sense of like I, I like the signing because I think this is a cats can fix him kind of a dude. But uh, I I'm actually I'm I'm gonna fuck Josh Harrison. You know, that beard, man, I don't know. It's it's doing some things for me. But uh, but right. in all honesty, Tom, okay. Tommy's a beard guy. 
<laughs> wouldn't would, are you surprised are you surprised? i'm i'm, I'm gonna a, i'm gonna ask your wife if she can grow a beard for you yeah thank you steve uh i just keep that on the down low make sure i'm not there for that conversation uh, all right I, I wouldn't want it to go sideways um but <laughs> but then that leaves me marrying joe kelly i, I look i i would want to be around joe kelly for the rest of his life as well like this is a guy that i could see being ending his career with the white Sox. fully honest because he loves himself some tony la Russa. and mind you tony la Russa is not going to be here forever but <laughs> i i just he seems like he's got that south side attitude like lance lynn Joe Kelly, these these are the kinds of guys that like really embody the spirit that like gets the fans going. And that's I'm so excited to have it. Tommy the North Side kid is marrying the South Side attitude. Let's <laughs> let's go and get it, folks. You already know. You already know. But I mean, that's a good synopsis, right? That, that kind of corners us in the same spot where, that we were kind of getting into this conversation at, which is we don't like Vince Velasquez on this team very much. No, I Cats just will fix him. Cats will fix him, but he, he's not sexy. We're not excited about that at all. Just makes zero sense to me. I mean, it makes all. it makes ending uh, eating, ending eating. Yeah, you guess. need a guy. You need a guy. You need that depth. We that's don't. What have your mind, that's what your minor league option guys are for. That's Look, what the Jimmy Lambert to the world. No, Steve, that's the thing. You want to throw Jimmy Lambert out there right now in a, in a championship season. I mean, I don't know if Vince Velasquez to is going to be any better. I don't know if Vince right. Velasquez is going to be any better, but I know what Jimmy Lambert gave us, well, which that... was bad. So if Vince Velasquez is a regular starting rotation guy, I will lose yeah. my shit. And this is a perfect segue because I got a freaking bone to pick today. I got a bone to pick. And that bone to pick is with this front office. I know that you have been singing the praises of Rick Hahn for a while now, and you're still in his corner despite these free agent signings. I, I was a little critical, but yeah. This this one's going to go out to Rick Hahn and the entire rest of the front office. So this this reaches oh, out to Kenny. Kenny doesn't, he doesn't miss on this flack. <laughs> Kenny is in this. Jerry is in this. Anybody who has a say or has the ear of somebody else is in on this, okay? The Sox this offseason fucked around. That's what they did. They just basically played with themselves. They just said, <laughs> you know what? We're just going to do whatever falls into our lap, whatever's easiest. We were the AL Central Division champs. First time in 13 years. We're very, very happy and content, and the division is ours for the next few years, and we're just going to coast. We're just going to take it easy this year. Not thinking about how we got absolutely destroyed in the playoffs by Houston. Yep. And not thinking that division teams can also sign players in the offseason. They're allowed to do that, yeah. So I thought about this, and I especially am focusing in on Detroit and Minnehota. Or Minnesota. Um, Detroit. Young core already. Bunch of guys who are, yeah. are starting to, you know, get it together a little bit. Then you add Eduardo Rodriguez to help out with a young pitching staff. Javi Baez, who could be at his peak levels, one of the best players in Major League Baseball. He could, yeah. I'm saying it. At his peak levels, right? When everything's going well for him. Andrew Chafin. Right. He's and mm -hmm. Tucker Barnhart. Okay. I'm not scared of Barnhart. I, I get why that's like a good signing, but that's not something I'm gonna shit the bet over. Well, it's Eric Hass or whoever there. <laughs> that's <laughs> who, who their catcher was like. Murders last year. the White yeah, Sox. Yeah, so he's a White Sox killer. So he'll play against the White Sox <laughs> and then Tucker Barnhart will play all the rest of the games, right? <laughs> but let's let's be real. Detroit a couple years out. I still think they're a couple years out. To Unless if Javi turns into some all-world right. player out of nowhere, For which sure. I doubt, but still, continue. Paul. I don't think that I don't think they have enough. When you're still trotting out Daz Cameron <laughs> on a regular basis, you don't have enough. Um, and they're still young. They're still very young. Um, Minnesota. What's weird about Minnesota, and it looked like 
they were just blowing it up, right? They they didn't. They didn't. They went out and they solidified their best player with a solid contract with Byron Buxton, right? Locked him up long-term. And then they went out and arguably made the best signing, signed the best dude that was on the market this year in Carlos Correa. Okay? I wasn't really worried, but shit's getting weird now because Rick Hahn in the front office didn't do enough in the offseason. You want to comment on this, don't you, Tommy? Yes, I below. do. More than anything. Farooch also, again, in the comments, my guy, you got to chill with this shit. Like, he's, he's saying not that, wrong, though. Uh, I mean, look, okay, White Sox, he said Correa and Buxton are what White Sox fans think Anderson and Robert are. Okay, I, that's offensive, first of all, sir. <laughs> um, and second of all, Buxton's booty butt cheeks, man. And and No, he is not. He's, he's literally, not, he's, when he's healthy, he's the no best not. player in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> when he's healthy, Steve, okay. When he's look, on the field for the 60 games a year that he is. Look. We're not gonna we're not gonna like say that these those two players are bad because they're two of the best players in baseball. Full stop. Like you're not gonna get an argument from me on that. Just, the only issue is that Buxton can't stay on the field. Let's say he does, and Correa is the freak athlete that he is. Like again, it's gonna be tough going up the middle on that team. But but I. Really think that slander was uncalled for. Look, Tim Anderson is the man, the myth, the legend. It's not the straw slander. that stirs the drink. And Luis Robert is going to win the fucking MVP. It's already, yeah, I mean, it's Luis, already going to happen. Luis Robert, 2022 MVP. I'm throwing down on it when the futures come out. Um, oh my god, yes. If they're not already. Um, he, here, here's where I'm at too, though. When you look at all that, that's correct. I mean, Correa is better than Ta. Buxton went healthy is still better than Luis Robert. But you look at the rest of the lineup, the White Sox are still better than the Twins. Booty. And you look at the Twins' rotation, and it is horrendous. It's so bad. Sonny Gray, come on. Um, Sonny Gray, they did get a little bit better. A little bit. That's But, like, Sonny, that's uh, not but they did lose Barrios, too. I mean, Sonny Gray and Andrew Heaney. Um, okay. But three through oh, five okay. is, is just that's an cute. absolute... Three through five is an absolute mess there. Um, yeah. Plus their bullpen's really inconsistent. They got um, Gary Sanchez behind they, the plate too. So I guess they don't, they don't. Yes. And they, well, <laughs> they don't, they don't have Christ column to screw things up for them. This year. <laughs> um, but it, it, I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, right now, if I were to, if I were a betting man, which sometimes I am, um, I would say <laughs> the White Sox are going to win the division and the twins are going to be right behind them. Dude. I, wow. Okay. First of all, the By fact right that behind, you, I mean like five games. But but even still, like what you don't think Detroit is better than no the Twinks? Nope. Look, I okay, I not right I, now. Next what year, I think yes. the twins did was cute. It's adorable, really. But I am not I the only bat I'm actually scared of in that lineup is Correa's. He's the ultimate bad guy for the White Sox now. He he almost like with with a cast of characters, mind you, but he like knocked out the White Sox by himself. Like if there was nobody else on the damn field, he, I, I, I hear you. Look, I hear you. This is what I felt, not what actually happened, but the man fucking obliterated us every fucking at bat. He was hitting like doubles and fucking just like the clutch hits that just like broke your spirit. That was always Correa. God damn that guy. I, I, I'm never going to like him. I'm AL never Central, going to I'll like say it. this right now. AL Central one through three is going to look really interesting this year. Uh, it's going to look a lot more interesting than we thought a couple weeks ago. Um, Tom, there's another bone to pick, but it's not yours. Yes. Should we comment on this? Yes. Dude, it made me it made me so happy to see Jake Berger's bone to pick. <laughs> so if you haven't seen. Jake Berger posted a photo and added MLB, shouted out the White Sox and like was like, look, I've got a bone to pick with whoever designed these spring training baseball hats because his sunburn was ratchet. And look, you know, <laughs> Jake Berger is a man after Steve's heart, right? With the bald and the beard, like it's just who he is. They, they, you can't help it, right? Most guys, you know, th that age range have some hair. 
Steve and Jake just don't. And that's okay. You know, we still love them. But most of these guys aren't worried about getting the top of their head burnt because they've got something covering them up there. So I don't know. Maybe this is more of a Jake Berger problem than uh, than the White Sox problem. Um, Steve, where do you land on this? Are you more sympathetic oh. to, oh. to the cause? <laughs> I, I am. Absolutely. I mean, come on now. Like, we got to start constructing hats where <laughs> our guys' hat, heads are not going to get burned in the Arizona heat. For our live viewers, you guys can see here, Jake <laughs> Berger's so head is just is absolutely so scorchered. <laughs> and mind you, as a person, as a bald person who has burned the top of their head before, it's not a pleasant experience. Oh God. I can't imagine that peeling later on and just like, Oh, I don't know why I just said that. Oh, it's so bad. It's it so sucks. bad. It just gets so flaky. So oh, I feel, it's so bad. It's I feel, so bad. I feel for my guy, Jake Berger here as he's trying to fight for a 26 man roster spot. Yo, he's, he's got to deal out with here. the flaky head. Now yeah. Too, and the uncomfortable yeah. and you wear a hat on top of that too, man. That sucks. He adjusts his batting helmet at the plate and just like pain. Like, (laughs) oh my God, poor guy. No, honestly. Okay. I'll, I'll back down. I do feel bad for the guy. That sucks. Cause you go out there and you're like, well, what's the one place I'm not worried about putting sunscreen on. I got a hat up there. I'll be fine. Wrong. Like (laughs) murdered. (laughs) Absolutely KO'd poor guy. I no, I, I definitely feel bad about it, but that is that is not the only bone to pick we have. Uh, we have got one more bone to pick, and Lord Almighty, do I have a bone to pick? I got a bone to pick. And what is that, Tom? Look here, Apple TV, you motherfucker! You don't have enough money already. Like, what the hell is this? They, they, this is old news. This is old news, mind you. But now, just to watch baseball, I've got to go and buy an iPad and get Apple TV. Like, I know there's other ways to buy Apple TV, but I'm not going to spend actual monthly dollars on this shit. If I'm going to get it, I'm going to have to get it for free, and then I'll roll with it. But they've got exclusive rights to baseball games on on select baseball games on Fridays. Like, I don't want to deal with doing some bullshit broadcast that Apple's got going. It's the, it's goddamn, look, I'm sick and tired of these antitrust laws meaning nothing to Americans like there are laws in place that prevent monopolies and fucking Apple owns everything, baby. I I'm sick of it. Apple and Amazon just buying shit up now. Like, okay, look, I really got on my soapbox just there, but I am sick of this shit and I am not paying for Apple TV. I might buy an iPad, Tommy, in which case I'll get it, but I'm mad. I got man. A, I got a, so- I got a solution for you. Are you ready? No, Steve. Are you? Be, are you BeWaSport.com? You motherfucker. You're one stop shop for. Look at that. NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, MMA, boxing, and college football. So don't forget. <laughs> you can't no just. Free ads. No look, free you, ju- ads. you just threw up an illegal streaming service right in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> Dude. Not the worst thing we've done. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't with that. That's such oh, bullshit. Geez. Well, you you can you can complain about me later, Tom. Uh, but I know you. Have, I know you have a real Minoso minute and something to actually complain about. This yes. Um, and, yes. And and talk to us about. So I should give you the floor for that. So okay. So what we like to do on this podcast every once in a while is we take a minute to talk about uh, stuff going on outside the lines of baseball, right? And uh, in this case, uh, because obviously Minnie Minoso did so much for the game outside the lines of baseball, we've named the segment after him, right? So we take a minute. We'll talk outside the lines, and I, I wanted to talk about Tim Timmons and his small. I'll let you fill in that blank. So we had a bit of a a tiff we'll say with Detroit near the end of last season Uh, and Tim Anderson incidentally bumped an umpire Tim Timmons and subsequently received a three game suspension now not the end of the world it's the end of the season whatever it didn't affect his play in the postseason which was the most pressing thing for White Sox fans to hear But this means that 
Tim Anderson will not be on the field for the first three games of the MLB season. And the only thing that does is hurt the product for fans of, you know, any team that's going to the ballpark that, that day, you don't get to anybody who tunes in, right? Like you think white Sox, who do you think of Tim Anderson? Full stop. Sometimes Jose Abreu, but like, this is the guy that you think of wearing the black and white. And you've just taken him and sidelined him for the opening day of fucking baseball. You want this to be an important day? Baseball, MLB? Then get rid of this damn suspension. Like, this is old goddamn news. This was in September that this happened. This should... Tim Anderson's appealed, and to no avail. But why would this not have been withdrawn? Like, it was incidental fucking... Go back and watch it again. It got me heated. I'm like, this never should have led to a suspension in the first place. And now you're taking away one of the stars of baseball on one of the most important days of baseball. Absolute horseshit. I'm sick and tired. I'm absolutely sick and tired. And, you know, it kind of turned into more of a bone to pick. But look, that's it's just it's just not sitting well with me looking into. And mind you, I've got bias, but it's not sitting well with me that you're sidelining one of the stars of baseball for some incidental bullshit for sure thanks for sharing that tommy um you know when i think of the white Sox, i think of yoan mancata but that's beside the point <laughs> hashtag he's a bust though yeah um, true pop sensation no when the tim anderson situation and, and this isn't the first time with him and umpires right and, and it's just like really frustrating right. you know i i hate to make it satirical um but all I can think of is um, is that Family Guy bit uh, from when Peter is like <laughs> driving like across the border or something. Uh, but yeah. the, the okay versus not okay uh, color palette here. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. I hate to make it that way. Look, but that's how it's I feel, true, though. You know, especially right. with Tim and the way he plays the game. Um, I yeah. And it's not, you said it, it's not the first time that Tim's had these issues and it's not really like, he's not a a bad guy, baseball player. Like he's not that guy. He plays the game the right way. He just plays it with a chip on his shoulder. And look, I I just, I don't have patience for it. I really don't. Cause this is the stupidest reason to sideline one of the bright stars of the game on a day that matters. Anyway. I could I could keep going, but I, I should not. I should not. Fair. Well, thanks for sharing that bit, Tom. Um, as you know, though, there's a big thing going on in White Sox Twitter world that we should probably we should probably first off we're at 50 minutes, so we should probably wrap this thing up, Tom. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's yeah. talk about that that thing, Tom. And what is that thing? The 108 tourney, baby. Yes, which I had the privilege of uh, being a special guest uh, co-host uh, for the 108 Tourney Reveal Show. Um, you may or may not have saw me in uh, overalls, green over- overalls. Is that what you call them? No, suspenders. Suspenders not even only. Yeah, no, yeah, you were no, not wearing. It was not overalls. It was suspenders <laughs> with no shirt on underneath. Um, really strapped cute. to sweatpants. Um, super good. Super good. Classy. Um <laughs> With the Chippendales background. Now, Classy was not the first word I thought of, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am in the 108 tourney this year, uh, as I have in the last couple of years, not to toot my own horn here, but um, <laughs> it's always a fun time. Um, so I have some top 10 moments of the tourney that I would like to go over uh, real quick. And I'll kind of make it. this a, I'll kind of make this a rapid, and then you can go and comment on the ones that you'd like to, Tom. I'm excited. So starting from number 10, 10. Ken Woe needed a White Sox Dave endorsement to move on to the move out of the first round this year. It's true. Number nine, <laughs> beware of the hashtag Fem Awards. Number eight, Mansu Lee's upset of GD in round one is truly spectacular and well deserved. March Madness Snaps. at its finest. Snaps for that. Seven, beating Adam Casey's ass in round one was fun, <laughs> but beating the ghost of Billy Wires is going to be a tough task for me. 
Yes. Number six. He doesn't even exist on that account anymore, and you're probably going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Number six. Dan Victor did get over 25% of the vote against Tom Paints, unlike what Beef Loaf said. So suck it, Mr. Delicious 13. You owe me beer. By Number the way, five. Bye, Beef. Bye. <laughs> yes. Enjoy. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. Number five. I hope Beef Loaf is enjoying uh, working on his golf swing in his offseason from the 108 tournament. <laughs> Number four. The Alex Rude-Jordan Miller duel was absolutely hilarious. I don't know how Alex pounds Jaeger bombs like that. It's oh actually God. concerning. That was so absurd. Like, he's not a big guy. He's not. No. Number three, Herb Lawrence getting bested by Shane is sad for me because Shane is still big timing. He Shane is still big timing me by not following me on Twitter. Unbelievable. Unacceptable. It really is. Especially with the (laughs) shot glass that I gave him. He said he'd come on the podcast too. Come on, Uh, man. uh. Number two. He's gonna be a subject of a bone to pick in a minute. Um glad. That both of my guys moved on, Sammy Davis Jr. and Willie P. But I am excited, but also worried for Sammy J- Davis Jr.'s slander campaign against Willie. Yeah, it's about to get it's about to get ugly. Absolutely, <laughs> friends too. Good God. Yes, and my last one. Kudos to one former guest of the Sons of Honarchy podcast and beer aficionado, Bruhan Luke, for proving me wrong. I should have known that t- Jim's Twitter campaign would be far too dry. So, to Bruhan Luke, huh, to here, Bruhan. here. <laughs> so, of co- of course. So, kudos there. Um, Tourney's been fun. Tourney has very been excited. Fun. Like that quick the- hitter was a great synopsis, by the way, Steve. Kudos to you, sir. Thank you. Um, I'll make sure I do that again next week. That was good. I, I loved it. I loved it. And look, like the the funnest part about this is that. Mind you, we're hyped for the baseball season, but this just adds to it. This is just like creme de la creme. Of, and, and it's all it's just a fucking like fun way to get to see people that you don't usually see. Or if you do see them, you see them at their best as far as content creation. So I love it. Couldn't be happier. I'm actually real sad that Herb's out. Bullshit with yeah. Shane. Absolute yeah. bullshit. Come on now. One is an actual White Sox fan. The other is not. So the, come the on, other people. is Shane Reardon. So, right. <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> well, well there, there, there is one more off-season related thing, Tom, that I wanted to talk about before we we closed out too, and, and that is my uh, break, break Tommy's, Tommy's bank. bank board here for uh, <laughs> the White Sox Run Club. I'll be honest. Wife has hit me like a ten-ton truck. Right. Um, and, and everything that's going on. Um, and I, like I said, I am currently in ownership of a place and haven't even moved into it yet. We just finished painting today. Um, hey, fresh coat of paint. One, yeah. Hey, does wonders. Um, now I do have to say, so ter- current mile counted right now, I am at 11 miles away, which would put me at 97 Ooh. total miles. Tom. Not so bad, Steve. I will definitely be hitting that 108 mark by original opening day on the 31st. I can guarantee you that uh, because that's a mile a day. Steve will guarantee. That's, you already know it. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to give you that update. And uh, I know you have a mile count update. And then we'll update the listeners too on what we're doing in regard to charity. Yes, yes. So me and my like not running ass, like <laughs> never. And, and look, I, I've, I have not run consistently ever in my life. I, I've never been considered a runner, whatever. January 1st picked it up and I'm 88 miles in. So yeah, your man's is nine miles behind Steve. But look, in life, I'm probably thousands of miles behind the man. And so I'm not I'm not feeling too down on myself here. 20 miles out from the goal. Plan is, plan is to get there, to get to 108 by original opening day. And then everything added on top of that while we work our way to April 7th is just going to be gravy. So, Absolutely. And speaking of gravy, um, so Tommy and I have agreed. Uh, I guess this isn't gravy. This is, uh, this is cold heart cash. Um, exactly. It was like, I mean, what, I don't think I've ever called money 
gravy. What, what, what's, <laughs> a, what's, what's a food acronym for bread? There we go. It's not bread. gravy. This is bread. Um, <laughs> so Tommy and I have agreed if once we hit 108 miles each, we will be donating $50 each uh, to uh, our charities of choice. So I'll donate 50 to Tommy's charity of choice, vice versa. And then every mile we exceed past 108 um, we will be do- donating another dollar on top of that. So hopefully I can get these, uh, these legs in shape. I'm going to be doing some running for, uh, for 108 tourney, uh, folks. Yeah. So yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep an eye out for some content there. That's going to be fun. It's not going to be a beer mile this year, Tom, but <laughs> yeah. Cause then you'd only get one more mile on the board. You got to get more than one beer mile. You'll be doing three beer miles, four beer miles, right? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I'll be honest. Miles? There's, there's gonna, there's, I'll be honest. You want? Know should I sneak it for the listeners, Tom? I think. Okay, come on. Look, you're gonna be doing it within a week or two, probably. Oh, you should, I'm gonna. Yeah. No, I'm gonna be doing it within the next few days, and I'm actually yes. taking Thursday off work. Um, oh my God! Yes. So, as a yes. part of the process. So, for those of you that don't know uh, about uh, the six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four challenge, I'm just gonna let you look it up on your own time. Have fun um, with that, by the way. But. <laughs> If people could get me through the second round, I'm not going to do it during the second round because I think I've got enough content to get me through the second round past my guy, Billy Wires, won your eBay's cup Oof. or the ghost. The ghost of, he's That's not right. Even a- <laughs> um, he, his, his account is back. Oh, well, his, not that account is back, but he is back. He is back. Um, that account is unfortunately not. The one in the tournament is not the real Billy Wires yeah, anymore. <laughs> just like Jesus rising on the third day um, or the third suspension. Exactly. Um, so I, uh, if we can get past, if Team Steve-O can get past Billy Wires, then uh, round three, which will most likely be against Janice and will not be a, a good, a, likely a good result for you, boy. Um, there's going to be some fun content still coming out. So make sure uh, you go and vote Steve-O in the 108 turn. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on this 6, 12, 18, 24 stuff. If you don't know what it is, you will know by the time Steve-O gets into round three. So I love all of that talk, and I'm excited to you know be donating to your charity of choice soon, uh, the Rockford Baseball, you know? Yes, Roy Gale. Roy Gale, very excited about it. You're going to be donating to My Block, My City, My Hood. Very excited about it. Shout-outs to those organizations, obviously. Uh, we got a lot of things going on, Steve, but I think that brings us to kind of our end here. Do you have any final thoughts? Closing time. (laughs) Um, I do have a few final thoughts. Um, there are, um, special shout outs this week, actually. Um, so 108 tourney time has definitely brought out the best in everybody. Uh, but there are a few people that I'd like to highlight and have highlighted, not me, not you, but literally our podcast. The Sons of not the me, podcast. not Hermione, you. Harry, to you that has to go on. I know it. Not me, not Hermione, you. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Please drop that sound bit uh, for, the, for the non-live listeners. Um, so I do have to shout out, first and foremost, Jimmy Vanicki who has always been a day one supporter of the Sons of Honarchy brand. He listens to our podcast. He supports us. He does his Malort minutes with the Sons of Honarchy shot glass. He's had our koozie at sporting events that aren't just White Sox games. Um, Jimmy, I owe him, well, another apology, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, But thank you to Jimmy for forgiving me as I forgot his endorsement for the 108 tourney. I endorsed a bunch of people during day two totally left jimmy off of it on accident um apparently on his uh packing list he keeps uh sons of honarchy shot glass on his list Which when he goes crazy I when he goes it. to vacation and considering he is modern day griswold um and he's going on vacation with his sons of honarchy glass oh. um i i'm honored uh and 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 it's right in the feels i'm i'm touched in all sorts of ways uh that <laughs> <laughs> that Juan Uribe's cup would be even surprised by. Um, 
But uh, second shout out goes to recovering prof. Um, not only has he been such a good dude um, and uh, becoming a listener of the Sons of Honarchy, uh, supporting us along the way, uh, but I've gotten to know him more recently. He's uh, been sporting his Sons of Honarchy shot glass uh, when he takes his uh, little whiskey shots or uh, he's adding it into something else or uh, even on his uh, his concession video to uh, Willie P uh, in the first <laughs> round of the tourney. He had a shot glass on him and uh, gave us a nice shout out. Um so shouts to him, um, as well as um, shout out to the few people who I still owe shot glasses to. I promise I will get those out to you. Yeah. My plan is to get them out to you on my day off this week. Your um, man's life has been crazy. So I thank you. For I'll vouch for you, Steve. Yeah, I, he, I appreciate you being yeah. my witness, not just yes. God as my witness. Hot take Tommy as my witness. So jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Being mentioned in the same sentence as God, you know, you know, it's really it's where I've been aspiring to in your life. I should be on the same level as God in your life, Steve. That's what I was always going for anyway. <laughs> but I, I I will mention in the same breath as, as you're mentioning all of our love for Jimmy Vanicki, that the reason why he was my only shout out, my only endorsement in the tournament is because your lack of shouting him out in your initial endorsements but lord okay. knows lord knows we love that man oh the content he creates for free is so good makes my day every day so 3.99 just like us so make sure you go and rate subscribe review not only to our podcast but also follow us on twitter at sons of honarchy we also have a youtube page so come join us in the live comment section, I promise you'll most likely get shouted out and we'll answer your questions on the air. So in th that is the best segue, Steve. I love it. Man, with the plugs, Steve, I appreciate you. Let's let's wrap it up, though. Let's wrap it up. So in Han, we trust. Take the AL Central again. We must have a good one, everybody. We'll see you all next week.